name is Osei, and I am one half of the Numbers Law Firm. Hi, Spike. Um, we specialize in business formation, contracts, trademarks, copyrights, tax resolution, nonprofit stuff, anything to do with business. Um, we're your girls. So, Ryan, I mean, I think it's only right. You know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Ryan. I am the other half of the Numbers Law Firm. Um, Osei just told you what we specialize in, but yes, business law, tax, and intellectual property. So anything to do with trademarks and copyrights, just, you know, y'all know where to find us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that book button. Okay, y'all. So I am Drika Carter. I am a wealth development liaison and also a master tax coach and professional. I have the only 24-hour wealth development firm, Carter Capital PLLC, and also a tax um, brokerage that's 24 hours as well, Carter and Associates. Okay, Miss Drika. <laughs> So the reason why we even um, wanted to have this live is to discuss Tulum. Like, what is happening? What's going on in (laughs) Tulum? What's going on in Mexico? Why are we all going? Um, I heard it's going to be some, I mean, it's going to be some bomb panelists, us three, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's others that we're not really too privy on. So um, good evening, Karita. Um, So... If we could just discuss what will um what people should will expect, excuse me, um, at the wealth summit. So this so- is our third annual wealth development summit. This year we're taking it international and I decided to of course bring some friends like you guys and the other panelists that are going to be there. Um, of course, you guys know, like I had a rigorous process. I wanted you guys to upload some of your success stories, some of your financials, because I want to bring quality people to the stage. Right. And not just people who are coming out to tell you one thing that they're not doing. Everybody that's coming to the stage is actually working in their business right now and have got it actually to the six figure or seven figure mark or their business helps other people get to the six or seven figure mark. So the whole entire premise of the World Development Summit is to get entrepreneurs in the room with like-minded individuals that have leveled up in business and show them how to take actionable steps to pivot in their own business as well. But it's not just about getting the funds, right? We're going to have some funds. So in our packages that we are offering, it includes, it's all inclusive. Your flight is included. Your lodging is included. Excursions are included as well as the World Development Summits that we're going to have in between. So Texas and Tulum, if you're not um already booked, we only have 34 because somebody bought one early this morning around 6 a.m. So we have 34 seats left. And wow. I'm telling y'all, Isn't it's that going out to of sell like out. Like that's yes. a lot, man. Yes, selling out. All right, now. So I'm interested to hear about some of the other panelists that'll be there and other special specialty areas that we can look forward to hearing about um, in Tulum. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to have besides you guys, which are business lawyers and trademark lawyers. I'm going to have. Karita Cloud, which is a systems and scaling specialist. She's actually on the live as well. We're going to hey, also Carita. have 
Bree, which is my marketing and visionary architect for my company, Carter Capital. She'll be there. This is her third year on a panel as well. Um, Tempest, she is Stormy Creation, so she'll be there as well. She is a marketing and brand strategist. She is an expert in websites, and she'll be able to show you how to monetize your business with a website and building your brand, not just getting a logo, not just getting a website built without actually converting them to sales. So she'll be, help, be able to help you with that. I'm also bringing um, Justin Richardson. He is an Airbnb super host, and also he owns a cleaning service in Atlanta, and they have about 10 short-term rental units, so he'll show you how to get into the short-term rental unit um, business like we did a few months ago. Y'all know when we met up, we had just got another, our second unit, so um, I was telling y'all about that. We kind of briefly talked yeah. about getting into that, too, and creating, like, passive income, right? So then we have um, Goldie come in. She is a motivational speaker as well as a life insurance agent. I'm also bringing out Jason. He's a federal government contract specialist. He's going to show you how to get into federal government contracts, business being a middleman, making six figures in that industry and his coaching program, as well as we have Nia Dillon. She is the owner of Innovative Campaigns. And um, we also have Annette. She's a black therapist here in New Orleans, and she'll be able to show you how to maneuver through some of those feelings that you feel in entrepreneurship, whether it's loneliness, depression, um, discouragement, all of those different feelings, and how to overcome that in business and still pivot through and make it make it to your purpose, right? Because that's what we all trying to get to when we in entrepreneurship. Right. Then we also have, um, I'm forgetting somebody. Come on, you're not done yet? We also have um Lily May. She is going to be there teaching you how to get PR, which is like magazine covers. Like y'all just saw me get my first magazine cover. Um shout okay. out to Lily May. So that's she'll be coming out doing media interviews and red carpet as well. And then we have is one more person. Lauren, Dr. Lauren Elise, she's a social media influencer, and she'll be showing you how to monetize your Instagram, how to reach out to social media influencers. We'll be talking about nonprofits and how to get into nonprofits as well. So we have the whole bundle, and of course, when I come to the stage, my husband, my husband and I will be talking about wealth and wellness. So of course, anything dealing with your finances, how to get your books in order, how to get your business registered and keep it registered annually, how to get your taxes paid, not just your annual taxes, but your quarterly and monthly taxes as well, depending on your business structure. Listen, so I'm going to be in the audience taking notes because... <laughs> right? This is a good lineup. This is a good lineup. And Drika, you have... Do you have an accounting firm? Yes. In New Orleans? Okay. All right. So you have your accounting and you take clients in New Orleans all over? I take like, clients all over, even New York right. and California. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. All right, so you're available. I like that. Internationally known. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is really exciting. And I'm yeah. actually really excited to be a part of it and mm -hmm. um, to just, you know, put out something of value and to show people like this is actually a summit that you want to go to. And you'll just learn from many different people and across many different industries. Right. So I'm really excited. Um, I know one of the fun. things that Ryan and I are going to talk about is the importance of 
business ownership and having a lawyer behind you while you're running your business and trademarks and everything else because you know when you're thinking of your business nobody wants to think of it as small term you know right. small, small time you know you want to think big and when you're thinking big you want to protect your assets your business and everything else and with that comes trademark protection and i'll let you know other half of the numbers law first because you were doing so good, ma'am. Well done. <laughs> I don't know. I like doing the intro pieces. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, trademarks are a big deal because it really does deal with your branding and like the core of who you are as well, who your business is. Um, keeping everything separate because you know, you are not your business. And that's one thing that we also like to push in our firm is just separating the importance of separating everything down from, you know, from yes, obtaining your LLC and registering with the Secretary of State, but it just doesn't stop there. And I think a lot of people have that misconception that once you have your articles of organization filed, that you're all good to go and you're just not, you know, you wanna get your bank account EIN so that you can establish a separate identity for your business apart yeah. from you, you know, and that's so that you can go and do things like build your business credit, right? But also what I'm worried about as the lawyer is your legal protection. Like, I don't want you right. to be in a bad position where your personal assets are now being, um, are now oh, up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> Just do right. everything in the business and you're, you know, okay protected you know you still have to you you can't be like mingling funds and doing all that stuff so uh-oh, it's uh-oh. just like you gotta you gotta be aware of what you're doing every time you're making a transaction you know what i'm saying so um yeah. from trademarks to just shielding yourself from liability dealing with copyrights we we are in a world where everything is online right Mm -hmm. we're selling these ebooks we're podcasting we're jumping on live and we're sharing this information but like it's accessible to everybody all over the world and And everybody can kind of remake what you're trying to make right they can remake it they're you know hustling and trying to have their own creative processes Mm -hmm. through um and sometimes it just happens to be you know a similar um, name or logo that you might have. And so the best thing to do is just protect it. I was talking to my friend and he was like starting up a business. So of course people just call me. Right, naturally. Hey, I got a question. Even though y'all need to book consultations, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I, I booked my whatever. consultation, baby. Yes, Friends or not, I'm like, hey, I need to book. What's going on? But I can't cut them off fast enough sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so he was telling me about this logo and he was like, yeah, I drew it up and he showed it to me. It was like on this whiteboard. It was, you know, real fresh start. <laughs> and then he was like, but I was driving and it's this restaurant here in Houston that is after a big um, celebrity or whatever. And he was like, my logo was the exact same logo as his mm-hmm. <laughs> on the restaurant. And I'm like, Are I mean, nobody was biting off of anybody, you know, mm-hmm. nobody did it intentionally, but you might have to go back to the drawing board depending on, you know, what products or service you're trying to do. But, right. you know, the thing is, just go ahead and get it protected, y'all. So, so you more- question, the thing about trademarks, right? Like, you can have the same name as someone, but it can't be the same industry, right? Or 
the same class. And that's I with the USPTO, or is that just the same class across the board, like statewide? No, it's it's broke, broken up into classes by the USPTO. So the first thing that we'll have to do for you is go and figure out what that class is. And so you might find like clothes, hats, T-shirts or something in one class versus something else. But um, I like to use Pandora as an example. Mm -hmm. Like we all know Pandora is a streaming company, mm -hmm. but it's also a jewelry company. Right. They both exist. They're both trademarked. And that's fine because they're not in the same. They're not selling the same product and they're not in the same product class. So okay. it's not that nobody can have your name anywhere. It's just that we don't want them to be operating in offering the same service or product as you with that name so right because right. it could be like so, misleading to the clients right. right exactly that's the whole thing about trademark protection is to make sure that someone isn't using your brand or trying to use your brand and act like your brand you get what i'm right. saying like for and that's like Ryan said, Pandora is a good example because nobody is going to mistake in Pandora the streaming company for Pandora at the jewelry company. company. Right, right. right. That's yeah. why I because so, I know a lot of people or a lot of business owners probably did not know that or they just feel like, oh, somebody already have their name. I got to change it. Or some state level uh, may reject right. that name because somebody else has their name. Like I know Texas is right. really strict on like having the same name and doing the same thing and stuff like that too. So the thing with state level trademarks is you're only protected geographic, like in that geographic region. So especially for like big states, um, I want to use Georgia for an example. Um, so say you have a trademark in Georgia, um, depending on where you are, and don't quote me directly on this, but you may have a trademark for South Georgia and somebody else has a trademark with the same name mm. and same in the same class, same industry. I'm not really sure on how we don't do trademarks on the state level. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the terminology would be, but someone could have the same name in the same industry in North Georgia. Right. However, with the USPTO, that protects you federally. So it's all across, it's national and it's international. So it's. So it it's would, um, if somebody already has their name trademarked, right? Would the other person get rejected if they try to trademark the same name? Under the same class, yes. Okay. Yeah. But the whole point and like why we do the search and why we push searches so much is because of the fact that, you know, we want to be able to figure that out beforehand. Like we don't want you to go through a, a whole year process mm -hmm. paying the $50 and more. That's just the filing fee. Right, <laughs> right. right. That you don't want you to go through that if you don't have to because you've already arguably spent money on now a brand that you have to go and throw everything out and start fresh. You know what exactly. I mean? So we try to save you as much money by doing that search beforehand. But you know, if you're if you just want to do it yourself, you know, at least I would say try to figure out how to do a search too. Like if you're yeah. gonna do it yourself, you know. I wouldn't suggest doing it. I wouldn't suggest doing it yourself because I don't know. I'm not doing mine myself. <laughs> y'all, y'all, but yeah, I mean, I ain't, I ain't telling thing. my business. But you know, I wouldn't suggest <laughs> doing it myself. I, I'm just saying, right. y'all need to hire accordingly. You're not an accountant, get an accountant. <laughs> You're not a lawyer, get a lawyer. Seek, 
Seek leadership that when you need it. Seek counsel when you need it. And don't wait until something arises and now you got to rush and you're going to spend more money versus consulting with a business lawyer up front and then running your business properly or consulting with a bookkeeper or someone up front, you know, that will help you out versus, oh, the bank sent you a letter. Now you got to fix your taxes or you got to get something from the IRS and all that. So I, I suggest always doing everything the right way first versus having to go back because it's going to cost you more. I mean, and I agree with you, Drinka, but you know, you can't, you can't just make people, (laughs) (laughs) you can't make people, you know, like. I'm not, I'm not saying make them, but I'm saying like, you gotta make, you gotta make better choices. If don't say, because a lot of people like to say, oh, this information is not out there or I didn't know. It's here right. now, so we're presenting the information for you. We're we're getting together. We're having brunches and right. forums and seminars and stuff for you guys to be educated as business owners. So take advantage of it. Book the service. Even if you can't afford it now, you need to put a fund together in your business and say, okay, so I got to slow down on marketing and start saving for my lawyer. I need to slow down on this and start saving for my bookkeeper. I need to see if I'm profitable to be able to afford right. to pay these people's retainers or be able to pay these people's fees instead of just marketing and still not getting anywhere or getting a whole bunch of sales and then somebody right. sues you for whatever reason and now you have to go find a lawyer that may or may not be good when you could have seek counsel before. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I mean, definitely, but I do get the I speculation. Agree I agree too, but I get the speculation because there's a lot of things going on online. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people Right, right. So I definitely do understand people's apprehension when you're like, okay, why am I pouring thousand dollars on something I cannot physically see? You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I definitely understand, but you know, we're here to educate mm-hmm. and we're here to provide the service. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't hold, like I can't make you <laughs> protect your brand. The only thing I can tell you is that if your brand is not protected, you are just opening yourself to liability. You're opening yourself to someone possibly um, infringing on your rights. And I put rights in quotation because is it really your right if you didn't protect it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah. So question, how soon How soon should somebody trademark? Like as soon as they get the LLC or? Mm-mm. Um, I'll take this question, Ryan. So no, I, I won't say that someone should trademark um, as soon as they get their LLC because um, every situation is different. Let me just say that. Let me okay. put that out. So if I come out and I already like I already have a business plan, I already know where the direction my brand is going to go in. I made up this name. I I'm coming out with shoes mm-hmm. and I, I have this unique name and everything else. Yes. For that client, I would say go ahead and trademark because you already have your plan in place. But for most people that are just coming in and they're just like, well, I have this idea. I'm not really sure yet. I wouldn't say trademark right away. Right. So that's like the people that try to brand and then they got to come back and rebrand and they change their name or they change their logo. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I need you to be committed to your brand. I need you to be married to your brand and literally have all your eggs in that brand's basket before you before you trademark. 
So what happens if you if you get that heartbreak of you married to this brand, you running this business without a trademark, and then it's like that sweet spot. I don't know. Listen, we can turn you to like to trademark right away. Yes, like I see so many people get that advice, and I'm like, yeah, but like it's just it's like a sweet spot. You gotta, you know, and I I'll do it for you. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't, but I'm not here to just take your money. Like this is a. Like, we really do care about the businesses that we service because this is a reflection of us, you know? And so with every consultation, with every phone call, you're getting my best. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to tell you something just because it benefits me. I really want to see you all do well in everything that you're doing, you know? So it's a sweet spot between, like, not doing too much where you're you're getting, like, too heavy into the branding, but Mm -hmm. you really do need to spend some time at least trying to develop the brand to then trademark, you know? It may not be you necessarily doing business yet, mm-hmm. but you do need to, like, be meeting with a specialist or meeting with somebody that's going to try to figure out what's your brand voice, right? Like, what's your... All that, all this stuff that we done sat down and we done did to try to figure out how we want people or consumers to see us... You, I mean, you gotta at least do that, you know, and before you start talking about trademarking, because we want you to actually protect your brand. It, I mean, you can spend the money and then have to then go back and do it. I mean, listen, Nike has a million logos trademarked, right. you know, so it's gonna happen. You're, it's gonna develop and continue to grow as you, as you grow, mm-hmm. but. Um, so you might have to get more than one thing trademarked. A lot of times you do because it's the name, it's the logo. You switch your logo a little bit, or you got a product line coming out, and so you you have a you know real cute little fancy name for your hair shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. You know, trademark that. It's just so many different things that you can trademark. So it doesn't stop stop with one, mm-hmm. but whatever it is that you are trademarking, put some thought in and intention into that brand because the point is to have consumers be able to recognize the quality your smell you know when you walk into starbucks you smell mm-hmm. smell that you know where you are you know what i'm saying and so also- all of this stuff is just that goes into your brand and that's how invested i want you to be so that you can right. actually be protecting something you know right and it's also uniqueness as well you know there's certain and, you know, I, I hate that I just brought this up because I hate bringing up things without an example because I feel like people need that. That's how I work. Right. But there's certain names that don't need to be trademarked. Mm-hmm. It's so just, my question was going to be, should you trademark the, the brand name and the logo? Yes. So, yes. But people change their logos more than yeah. they would change their name. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, I would say, again, are you married to this logo? <laughs> what are we using this logo? Because, I mean, because if you're a beauty company, right, and say you're like, okay, I'm, I trademark my brand's name, and mm-hmm. now I'm trademarking a logo, but now I want to, like, I I was doing eyebrows, now I'm moving into, dang, I'm, I'm moving into here. Mm-hmm. I want to do the logo. Yeah, you trademark that logo, too. Yeah. You just want to make sure the the point is whatever you're afraid of that someone can take from you, you know, Protect if it. you have to look backwards into it, you know, 
if you if you could look at something and say like I I'm really dedicated to this and I would be pissed off if somebody used this, then you trademark it. Right. But if you can look at yourself and say, I don't care, then don't trademark it. That's how I see it. Yeah, see the numbers yeah. law firm, I would be pissed off <laughs> if I saw another the numbers law firm. So it, has, it has to be trademarked. Yeah, gotcha. Make you know sense. what I'm saying? So if y'all yeah. getting some, I don't want to say if y'all getting value. If y'all catching these gems that these lawyers are <laughs> dropping for y'all, drop some gems in the comments. Make sure y'all drop some gems. Make sure y'all follow the numbers law firm. Make sure y'all follow Ask me questions. if you first time seeing me. Ask questions. Right. That's what we're here to answer y'all questions. Because I'm asking questions, but it's general questions that I know clients always have. Right. 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 And what's the point of getting trademarked? Let me answer that. I just threw a question out there. I mean, aside from the protection and everything else, like I was saying before, nobody wants to think of their business as small time. So let's think big time. Mm -hmm. You started this business and now you have somebody who is a fan of your business, you know, but they're not Sally. If you follow the numbers law firm, you'll know that I like talking about Sally. Sally is the antagonist in my story who likes to steal business. <laughs> so um, she's not, it's not a Sally, but it's somebody who, you know, it's like, actually you're in Atlanta and I want to bring this to New Orleans. Like, how can I do that? You can do that via licensing. And in order to do licensing, you need a trademark. I mean, you don't need a trademark, but... It would behoove you to have a trademark before you even allow somebody a trademark, to registered a registered trademark. A registered trademark, yes, right. <laughs> but it would be, you know, before you start doing the whole licensing and state to state thing. And this is what we're saying in regards to setting up your business correctly mm -hmm. and making sure that you have all of these legal aspects in place before you make these big moves. Because if you have a good product, the big corporations will call. And if it's not trademarked, the big corporations will steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see it all the time. We'll I ain't gonna lie. They, they do steal. Just like y'all said, like with even with just doing stuff like this, like um giving information online, giving information on YouTube or podcasts and stuff, that's still that falls in copyright status, right? So somebody can come watch your live and then go on live tomorrow and say the same thing that you say, but your words aren't copyrighted. So now it's like Oh, somebody go on their live and they think that they're getting gems from that person when they just heard somebody else say that and they go and repeat it. Well, you know where I um I always see that with uh ebooks. That's the thing now. Copyright. And one time I was out and this guy said, Yeah, get my ebook and he was like, But really all I did was just copy the one from the old dude and then I just put my information my name on it and my picture. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't think people take copyright infringement as serious. I don't think they take it serious because I don't think enough people enforce it. Like it's there, it's in the ebook, so it's on your products that you that you create. But I don't think people mm -hmm. actually enforce it as much. Mm -hmm. I don't think they know they can enforce it. Hmm. And it's, you know, I don't think people are, are aware of cease and desist. You know, if you set up your business the correct way, you mm -hmm. can stop somebody from stealing from you. 
this is why it's that. Um, <laughs> we both saw it. <laughs> we all like, wow. like, wait, what's that going on in the What's happening? <laughs> yes, but talk no, about um, cease and desist. <laughs> so, yes, talk about cease and desist. You can definitely stop someone from um, stealing from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the thing with cease and desist, too, um, like, that's the first step. Um, before you know, you file a law, you you potentially file a lawsuit. So, the cease and desist is just here to say that I see you, and I'm putting you on notice that I see you, and everything you know that you're doing, you need to stop. And so that's available, but you know you want to make sure that you're doing that with a registered mark, um, right. and that you have some merit behind. I'm about to file this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So, question: Perhaps uh, if somebody <laughs> finds a cease and desist template or letter online is that valid you know what i cannot say whether or not it is valid or not because i don't know what it reads so um Mm -hmm. and also different states have different laws that's the problem with contracts Mm -hmm. contracts are is state specific so with that being said there are some things that may be legal in one state but illegal in another state Mm -hmm. um cease and desist is is a letter um, however, any legal letter to me, I, I look at it as a contract. Mm-hmm. Is it legal in a state that I am in? Is it legal in a state that I am trying to serve this person? And you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, what is it that you need to say? Answer, that, I don't know. Yeah. No, I was just asking like a always like the templates for me are always like, you know, like it's really the bare bones, you know, right. and it's not so, specific. You, it's not it's not specific it's not who and i don't know if you're reading it and you automatically know everything that's supposed to be in there you know everything that's supposed to be said you know like i don't know if y'all have legal training to where y- y'all know that just off the top of your head because before right. i was a lawyer i didn't know that mm-hmm. and so you don't realize that yes the template you got is you, from offline and it's okay but is it really effective? You don't. Right. You can't even make that call because you don't know. You, right. you understand what I'm saying? It's just I can't make that call in certain areas. It's mm-hmm. just that's not your expertise. Right. You know, I can go look up a, a thing on, on Google and say what I know I need to put in there. But mm-hmm. it's a bare bones. But if you don't know that, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you just don't know. And that's OK. But you got to go find somebody that's going to do it right. Cause a lot of times with these, you know, legal things, you, you only got one chance. You mess up that trademark application. You might bar yourself forever, you know? So right. you take the risk. <laughs> you the CEO, you take the risk. Listen, my hands are clean. <laughs> yes. The healing corner PLLC. Know your lane. I mean, yeah. when Ryan and I started this firm, listen, know all of the lanes was ours. But we had to start outsourcing stuff. Like, look, I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> like, so yeah, definitely know your lane. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you about marketing, and I'm not going to tell you about website development, and I damn sure ain't going to tell you about accounting. <laughs> but I can tell you about contracts and <laughs> trademarks, copyright. I can tell you about all of that stuff, but everything right. else, no. That's true. I agree. What 
All right, so y'all give a lot of a lot of nuggets. Um, what other <laughs> advice would you give like new business owners? I see a couple new business owners on here that is just starting out. Besides getting protected by trademarks and copyrights on stuff that they're doing or are thinking about doing or putting y'all in a budget, what else could they be doing? Thank you. So Miss Mocha eighty five, she said she just started a bookkeeping business. Mm-hmm. It's still a lot that she needs to learn. So my advice to her is anything that you discuss with a person um, that has to do with your business, make sure it's in writing. That's number one. Um, you want to make sure that if you are partnering up with somebody, even if it's just, I don't know, like if it's a vendor agreement, maybe. I don't know Mm -hmm. how, or an event, exactly. Mm -hmm. Anything that you're doing to promo your business and everything else, you know, you're interacting with people, just make sure everything is in writing because relationships, they all start off positive. And of course, we don't want any relationship to end in a negative. Mm -hmm. However, you know, things happen and we don't want emotions or feelings to dictate how that relationship is going to end. So when, when the relationship is in a positive, make sure you guys have it in writing and what will happen, what will transpire in case things go south. That's good, too. I was I'm, just going to say... Go ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. So I would say to add to that, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't know is in the very beginning is about copyright assignment agreements. Right. Um, so... Copyrights are are for your creative literary works like ebooks and like your the creation of your logo and um, music. That's where your music comes in and lyrics and songs and sounds that type of stuff. Okay, so anything creative. The law says that anybody who creates the work is the owner of the work. Mm-hmm. So that means when you get your website done. It's, it's not really yours. It's, it's the web developer, the person who created it. The agreements that you need to make sure you have so that as you're working with people who design your shirts, if they created the design, they are the owner of that copyright, which means that they then can come back to you and tell you that you can no longer use this. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you only have a license to, to use, use that. It even though it's for your business, you know, and this, you think because you paid that website developer or you paid the designer to create this design, you think that it's yours, but it's really not. And so I think copyright assignment agreements are very useful. You only need one and to change that thing. But um, yeah, copyright assignment agreements are necessary because you want your, your work to be yours. Right. I would say um, my advice would be, of course, to have contracts in place, have standard operating procedures in place so that even if um, you need to have a a plan in place to where you can move out of the business, if that makes sense. Like you want to you don't want to just start the business feeling as though you will always be inside of that business. What's your growth plan? What's your exit strategy? What would happen if something happens to you? Can your business survive? Will your business be sold? Those type of things. So that's my advice. Even if you're just starting, you need to see where you want to finish at. What's your finish line? Are you going to retire? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to pass it down? What is your devising fact of building up this business? A lot of people talk about building generational wealth and then 
there's no plan for the generational wealth. They're still working in it and they're never able to get out of it. And then when everything goes down, is nobody knows how to pick up because they didn't have any procedures in place to keep the business going. Right. Excellent point. That's good advice. Excellent Thank point. You. Do you guys have any questions? Because we are about to close it all now. Yes. So. <laughs> I just forgot to turn the light on in here. I'm getting dark over here. My phone on 20%. I'm on That's it. Yes, business plans are important. Yes, um, please. Yes, 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 you know, when um, the creator owns the work. Mm -hmm. So also when you guys hire people um, to do creative works for you, not just for websites, just for anything, you know, independent contracts, make sure that you guys like getting contracts, you know, off the internet and just make sure that this independent contractor agreement specifies that whatever work that this IC does, independent contractor, belongs to you, the owner, and not them. You know, that's another thing um, that people don't really um, pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, and also the Hill and Corner PLLC, she says she loves the layman's terms of this combo. It makes it register so much better. Aww. Oh, thank you so much. I love talking in layman's terms what? because, I mean. Oh, she does that well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm quick to be like, do you like, understand what I'm trying to say? So I, I like, <laughs> I like making it very simple yeah. as possible. Listen, um, uh, somebody said, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Does it matter the length of a business plan? I've heard it can be like two pages all the way to 20 pages. A business plan could be 100 pages. It doesn't matter. It's your, it all it's your business plan. Right. It's your business plan and you just make sure that it has substance in it. It can be two pages and, you know, and have be so concrete that you that's all you need mm -hmm. and 20 pages and just full of just words. Right. So just right. make sure, you know, your business plan is um, your business plan. And another thing I want to say, don't get somebody to write your business plan because they don't know your business. They don't know your vision. Like, I don't like to see people selling business plans. My personal opinion, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. You need to do your own business plan. You need to sit down. Take If you don't have time to write a plan, you don't have time to run a business. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. And like I said, how I look at things, I like to look at things as, you know, five years down the line, what would I be upset at? Or five years down the line, what do I want to see? Mm -hmm. Start there. You know, you can start big, and then once you start with the big, the big goal. Excuse me. Then you simplify yeah, it. Yeah, you. And I, I don't want to say. I keep stuttering because I, <laughs> I want to say dumb it down, but it's not dumbing it down. But it's mm -hmm. just you know putting it in goals it that putting it in reachable goals so that you can say okay, boom, I hit this. Because a business plan is a living document, so don't think that you're gonna write a business plan okay. one time and just keep going without growing your business right. plan. Every time your business goes to another level, you're gonna need to go back to that pen and paper and write a new business plan or add to yeah. it or take away from it. Like y'all said, y'all started off doing a whole bunch of things and then y'all narrowed it down to. 
with things that y'all really wanted to do in y'all law firm. So that's the same way that people need to implement in their business as well. Don't just say, okay, I'm done. I did my business plan in 2016 and it's 2022. Now you're doing something totally different and that business plan doesn't even match with you anymore or what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Throughout the whole time, like you really have to be reassessing where you are in your business. So, um, like you'll be planning, it'll be changing, it'll, it, that's just what's going to happen. That's good because you're learning, you know, what your business needs. Mm-hmm. And it's what like your clients need. <laughs> like a baby. Like a baby. It is a baby. It oh is my a God. baby. I ain't got no babies yet, so. It is a baby. Uh, I don't really know what that means, means, but. <laughs> Ryan, it means we have a baby together. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know this is like, but. Oh, someone said, when is the next session? Come on, Williams. I don't know yet. We don't know. July 29th. That's what it is. Meet us in Tulum this summer. July 29th. August 2nd. We will be there the whole Absolutely. time. Link Answer in all of our bios. Time. The link in all yes. of our bios. What's y'all code? Tell the people y'all code. Oh, Ryan. I know y'all like. <laughs> I know they lying. Ose code is Ose. Ryan code is Ryan. <laughs> But you know what? I done got mixed up between the codes because that's what I wanted to say. Ryan Brown, and I was like, wait, hold on. I don't know. Uh-uh, Ryan is my code. Ryan with two N's. Oh, I'm, I'm putting an N there because Tempest trying to Tempest giving out her code. Tempest trying to get her 10 people. <laughs> Ryan and Ose. <laughs> that's my code. Y'all meet us in Mexico. We're going to have some more gems for y'all if y'all enjoyed this live. We'll be doing... Um, also, I'm going to send y'all the link for the podcast as well. Tell everybody how to find y'all. Okay. Well, you can follow us at The Numbers Law Firm or our personal pages. I'm going to shout you out first, Ryan. The Brown Esquire. I'll be trying to hide on something with y'all. <laughs> it's Ryan's personal page and Lulu Esquire. That's L-U-L-U-E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. Um, yeah. And we'll be on live sometime next week. You know? <laughs> y'all got to catch us in the wind. <laughs> you got to book us to see us. That's how y'all going to be. Right. You gotta July 29th, it. August 2nd. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank Bye. y'all. Good night. Bye, everybody.